So in a lot of ways, quiet time is similar to nap time. While they're obviously not sleeping <laughs> during quiet time, a lot of the uh, environment is is the same as nap time, meaning that they are ideally in a quiet place away from other people, away from screens. Uh, Maybe even the area is dim. There's a sound machine or quiet calming music. And instead of sleeping, they're playing with an activity or with toys independently. So I want you to think of quiet time as a predetermined, meaning same time, same place, uh, same part of the routine uh, independent playtime and the reason why it's important to continue quiet time after your toddler or preschooler has dropped their nap is because we all need times during the day where we can rest where we can recharge where we can have some time to ourselves um, to think creatively and innovate and just be by ourselves and and really just hear our own mind right when if we're always constantly by other people it's gonna be hard to tune into ourselves, and so that's a really important skill to know how to do it's important in terms of um, cognitive development self-reflection abilities innovation creativity as well as just emotionally being able to recharge our batteries so not only do kids need this time of the day but obviously us parents need it too and I think it's a huge part of us trying to be as patient (laughs) as possible, right? If we don't have times during the day where we can also recharge our batteries and we are gonna burn out as well. So I'm just a huge fan of quiet time. Um, And so in this video, I'm going to be, or in this episode, I should say, (laughs) I'm going to be breaking down, you know, how to set quiet time as a part of your routine and also offer some troubleshooting uh, advice um, because some, some things can come up along the way as you're trying to implement quiet time. So let's talk about it. So um, quick, uh, announcement before we get into this episode is that I offer a free discipline workshop. It's over 45 minutes long, full of gems, full of recommendations and practical tips on how to get your child to listen without having to resort to the things that you hate, like yelling and using threats and punishment. So it is full of practical tips that you can start trying today to see better connection as well as cooperation in your little one. So it's best for parents and caregivers with children under 10. And you can access the free workshop by going to themompsychologist.com forward slash workshop. All right, so let's get into the video. So um, when do you implement quiet time, right? When is the best time? I think it's best when it's gradual and you're listening to your child's cues. When they have started to drop their nap, meaning you've (laughs) set them up in the room and you're like, all right, it's nap time and they're not tired and they're not going to sleep and they're resisting. Those are usually good cues that, okay, maybe it's time to start thinking about quiet time. But of course, think of this gradually. Ideally, your child has a nap 
nap for as long as possible. So don't be so quick to drop the nap. Um, what I liked and how we implemented it is very gradual. And I always gave my children a choice, you know, and what I called it instead of nap time and even instead of quiet time, I just called it it's rest your body time. So that might look like you go to sleep today. That might look like you stay up and play. It doesn't matter as long as you're in your room and you're resting your body that's fine. And so some days my little ones will go to sleep and take a nap and some days they won't. So I have a five-year-old, she doesn't take a nap and actually <laughs> she takes a nap and messes up our schedule. So we uh, try to avoid naps for her. Whereas my um, almost four-year-old, she takes naps every day and so it's still her nap time. But there are some days where she'll stay up and play and that's okay too. We just end it at the same time. So we start the rest your body time, if you will, at the same time. We end it at the same time, just similar to a nap. Um, but what they do, what they decide to spend that time doing is completely up to them. That's not my process to control. <laughs> um, so that's kind of how you think about when to do it. Um, and, you know, I, I got a question like, does it really need to be quiet time? Because my little one, he's in his room and he's playing by himself but it's pretty loud I would say I, I would leave him alone as long as he's not disrupting anybody else that's his version of quiet time and we we love that for him okay <laughs> um, so how do you establish it I mean you offer it at the same time every day so think of it as nap time it's just that you're not trying to control what they do during that time now I do recommend you know, dimming the lights, um, you know, keeping your dim, your, um, what's it called? The, those dimming curtains, um, keeping the sound machine on, keeping all of the things that you would at nap time, keep it the same because that just induces calm. It induces relaxing and, um, it, they're already used to that environment. If you've been setting it up this way, if not, no worries, you can still do this. I do recommend it. Um, you can also set up audiobooks. So let's talk about that. Like what activities can you do? Um, they can read by themselves. Um, and I always encourage my, my girls to make up their own stories. It's okay if we can't read yet. And I tell them, you know, as a little girl, I love to make up my own stories and it's just as fun. So you can look at the pictures and make up your own stories about what you think the characters are thinking and feeling and what they're saying to each other. You can also set up an audiobook for them to listen to. Um, you can set up coloring books. I don't recommend that unless you've really trust your child uh, to be safe with the crayons by themselves. I would say around three and a half, four, uh, or maybe even later, if you're not comfortable with that, totally makes sense. Um, but you can set them up with a coloring book or an activity book. They have those activity books that are water-based, so that doesn't make a lot of mess, but it's still fun. You can also set them up with some paper and stickers. Uh, they can draw with a magnetic board, or you can, um, what you can do too is put some of these things in a bin and call it like the quiet time bin where it's exclusive activities they only do during that time can be fun because it adds an element of exclusive 
exclusivity. So these are toys that are kind of special to them, only uh, brought out during this time of the day. We don't do this personally, but I could see this being very effective for little ones as something to kind of look forward to. Um, and I will link all of the products that we use and I, that I recommend in my Amazon shop. So I'll, I'll make sure that the link is in the show notes and under this, uh, under the description if you're watching on YouTube. Um, but yeah, set them up with activities that they enjoy. Another question is, well, how long is quiet time? You know, every child is different in terms of how much they need. Again, I would not be quick to drop their nap if they are not ready. So try to hold on to that nap as long as possible, as long as it's not interfering with their nighttime sleep. Um, but every child is different. I would say anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes up to an hour and a half or so, give or take. So uh, my four-year-old or almost four-year-old who still takes naps, she has quiet time or nap time or whatever for about an hour and a half, two hours, but she stays up and plays for a while. So I would say she probably only naps for really about an hour or even less some days. And then my five-year-old has one hour of quiet time in case you were wondering like how we do it. Um, she gets one hour because any more than that and she'd be <laughs> going crazy in her room. So an hour is our sweet spot. But again, go off your child's cues um, and kind of go with what they're like comfortable with and what they're enjoying. Um, I will get to, you know, how to troubleshoot if your child's not enjoying it or they're resisting quiet time. So I will talk about that later in the episode. But what I want to talk about is screens and quiet time because I know that that can be kind of confusing. Like, are if I offer my child screens, is that considered quiet time? And I would say no. <laughs> screens are, are great. They have their purpose. I'm not opposed to screens at all. But I think those are two different things that we're talking about. What I'm talking about when I say quiet time is when they are by themselves, they're not around others, they're not interacting with other people, and they're not on screens, and they are playing independently. Because I think that that is, again, such an important skill to learn for little ones is how to play independently, how to be kind of their own best friend, and how to, you know, listen to their own thoughts and be comfortable with just playing by themselves and also you know if we were relying on a screens to entertain us then they don't learn those skills again I'm not opposed to screens but I think that there's a time and place for them so this is different than screen time um and uh, what about siblings who share a room? So there's a questions like, okay, well, my child doesn't have their own room, or maybe you live in a one bedroom and you're like, space is tight. Like, how can I still um, implement this routine of quiet time if space is kind of a barrier? So every situation is different. I would first try if, let's say, you your kids share a room, I would try to. Um, put them both in the room and have you know one child has nap time and one child has quiet time what you can do is put the child who goes to sleep down first once they fall asleep then the other little one can go in explain to them though before they go into the room that this is quiet time and that they need to keep it down set them up with some really quiet activities like reading a book or playing quietly with some toys or what have you and test it out you know try it for a couple days if 
it's too disruptive, if, it, if they're waking up their sibling, then what you can try is to set up an area in the house. Maybe it's in a part of your living room or another area of your house where it is um, kind of like a calm down, quiet area. So it can have a rug, it can have, you know, some different activities for them to do, a pillow, you know, a, um, something for them to kind of lay down and relax. And also it has their bin of the activities that they can do. And just being clear that this is where you're going to stay. This is your quiet time area. And, you know, I will let you know when we're done with quiet time. Now, what you can do is, and this is what I recommend, whether your child is in their own room or sharing a room or out in the living room is to have a visual timer. This can be very, very helpful for little ones because remember, they don't have a good concept of time. So when you just say, okay, I'll be back, you know, stay here until I come back. And then they're like, well, what, what, you know, you say, oh, I'll be back in 10 minutes. And they're like, what, what is 10 minutes? I don't know. <laughs> that feels like forever. Um, so set up a visual timer. Um, so they have, what we use is the hatch, which I will link, um, that has the sleep wake alarm so basically they can see when it's quiet time or rest your body time or whatever you call it when it's that time it's like let's say red and then when quiet time is over the sound changes to birds chirping and the color of the alarm changes so it's very concrete and they know okay i need to wait until this you know shifts when the, when it changes then that's my cue that quiet time is over that can be very very helpful so whether you set up like a visual timer like the time timer which i will link in my amazon shop or you set up a like a sleep wake alarm both of those can work but you want to have a visual way for them to know when quiet time is over that can be really helpful and just feeling like okay my environment is predictable i have some sense of control because i know when quiet time is over can be very very helpful um and so what you want to do so a lot of the times what happens is kids resist this quiet time a lot of the times because they're just not used to it right it's never been really a part of the routine or if they resisted it in the past you've been like okay whatever let's just not do it so they come to understand that if they resist it then they don't have to have quiet time and they can hang out with you and a lot of the times especially if a, of, if a little one is not used to the skill of being by themselves obviously they want to be with us they want to be around the action right it doesn't feel as fun to be in their room by themselves if that's something that they're not used to so think of this as a muscle <laughs> that takes a lot of practice uh, for them to really find this time enjoyable for them um, and so what you want to do if your child is resistant to quiet time the first and foremost foremost is to make a commitment with yourself that okay this is important to us we are going to start to implement quiet time and I am going to be consistent with this so you want to treat it like nap time right treat it like uh, a predictable time during the day same time same place same part of the routine right leading up to the quiet time where they you know I don't know brush their teeth go potty you maybe read a book or whatever you do to get ready for nap time you want to keep that consistent right so that it's kind of treat it like bedtime it's a mini bedtime right so whatever that looks like for you um, and um, then you want to 
uh, prepare them mentally. So you want to talk to them, especially if this is something that is kind of out of your routine. Um, you want to talk to them about what the new routine is and why you're implementing it. That's really, really important. Even if your child is not super verbal just yet, they could understand more than they can express. And so you just want to help them understand why you're changing up the routine if you are, in fact, changing up the routine. So explain to them that we all need times of the day where we rest our bodies that that's really important for us so that we can have fun in the afternoon and think clearly and um, have more fun when we're around other people right so just helping them understand why it's important to rest their bodies um, and just preparing them that this is the plan this is what's gonna happen and here's the timer here's how you'll know when quiet time is over what questions do you have for me I know that this is a little bit different you might not like it at first I totally understand we're going to keep with it we're going to keep practicing is the word that you can use is practicing um, so that they know like you know you're working with them on this and that they don't need to 100% enjoy it right away right and that you get it but you're still going to implement this structure and this routine. Um, and then you wanna start with small intervals though, okay? So remember we were talking about, you know, how long do you have quiet time and that it all depends on your child? Well, if your child is resistant or they're not used to it, start small, okay? So you don't wanna start with putting them in their room for an hour. <laughs> um, start with five, 10 minutes, okay, and go from there. If at the 10 minute mark, you're like, oh, they're still fine, okay, now they're getting into an activity, maybe you stretch it to 15 minutes, but start small, okay, because what you wanna do is you wanna be able to walk into their room and quiet time and be like, yay, you did it, you had quiet time, how was it, right? You don't wanna be ending quiet time ideally, sometimes it's not always possible, but you don't wanna be ending quiet time on a bad note, <laughs> where you're like, oh my God, right? So, so kind of feel it out. Start small though. Those first couple days start with even five minutes can be counted as quiet time and you work your way up gradually, okay? So that it's not a huge shock to their system and they're not like, oh my gosh, like this feels like forever, right? And so you just start with practicing um, slowly but surely they will work their way up to more and more quiet time. Um, and you can, again, explain why it's important. Another um, important thing to do is especially if your child has been resistant in the past, is to connect and play with them prior to quiet time. So whether that connection looks like reading them some books and snuggling and giggling or getting down on the floor and playing something with them and then, you know, slowly easing your way out of the room and telling them now it's their time to play by themselves can be a great way to ease them in, right, to this idea of quiet time. And that has been very successful, like when you can start in their room and play and set them up with an activity and then say, all right, you know, um, it's time for me to read my book or it's time for me to read my magazine or whatever. And then you're on your, you know, book reading and they're playing quietly. And then as they get used to that, you can slowly <laughs> inch your way away uh, and out of the room. Okay. So, so think of this as gradually, if your child is super resistant to it at first, um, that can be really helpful. Another thing is you can make a plan for what you're going to do after quiet time so that they have something to look forward to like oh maybe we'll go outside and we'll go for a walk or we'll color together or paint together whatever it is right we'll do whatever you want or you know what within reason but basically setting you know getting them excited for what's to come after 
playtime or after quiet time, I should say, can be really, really helpful. And if they leave the room, you wanna consistently bring them back to their area and just let them know, stay here until your alarm goes off or until your light comes on, whatever you're using. Um, stay there, stay here until that. You don't wanna talk a lot. You don't wanna go back and forth. You don't wanna start arguing or power struggles. Just wanna quietly bring them back to their room, say one thing very consistently, like stay here until your alarm goes off or whatever and then leave um, you want to do that very consistently because again if they under come to understand that if they come out of their room quiet time is over then of course they're going to come out of their room um, and then just you know keep it in mind maybe maybe quiet time is going for a little too long or maybe you know they need a little bit more time with you in the room before you ease out so Again, follow your child's cues with this. Go slow um, and just trust the process. Know that you'll gradually work your way up to more and more quiet time and that this is really healthy for them. This is a good skill for them to learn is to how to play independently, how to you know keep themselves company. Um, and I think that's it. There was a question about, you know, how to keep them from falling asleep. I would just say end it earlier <laughs> than, and keep it shorter rather than longer. So if you're finding that the, if they have a nap time, it really throws everything off like my older daughter, then we just make sure that we keep it shorter. So, you know, end it around 45 minutes or so, or even maybe even just 30 minutes and then, um, you can also set up quiet time in another area of your house if you're like, oh, I don't, I don't want them to be in the, in their room. It's too calming. You can absolutely set up quiet time in, in, in them at the table or on the couch or whatever. It just you want it to be a consistent part of the routine, so something that they can count on, and that it's ideally the same place and same time every day and that they really understand that this is not a time for us to interact this is a time for you to play independently so you they don't necessarily have to have quiet time in their room i am a fan of it because it's kind of you know they're contained they already have their toys there for us in our situation and it was just a natural progression because they were already in their room for nap time so it just kind of makes sense but of course you can tweak it to what works best for your family and what works best for your child really so i hope that this video or episode i should say was helpful uh let me know know down in the comments if you're watching on youtube if you have any other questions um be sure to check out my free discipline workshop if you're struggling with positive discipline and trying to get your child to cooperate um, and trying to feel more connected with your child overall, right? Because I think if we zoom out and look at the larger picture, that's really what we want truly is to have a better connection with our child and not to be yelling and doing all those things that we hate um, just to try to get them to listen. So definitely check out the workshop. It's 100% free. Um, go to themompsychologist.com forward slash workshop to listen in. And that is it for this episode. I will see you in the next one. Bye.